Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hello and welcome to Oracle Soup. This is Gina Thies and I am sitting at the table with Katrina Wynn and we are got something yummy coming up for you. Getting into learning, you know, learning mode here, I, I suppose, um, we wanted to present something and talk about really mastering card meanings. And so how do you go from taking a given meaning, a traditional meaning, and evolving uh, an interpretation to make it your own? I think people struggle with that. I think whether you read upright cards or uh, ill-dignified cards, also known as reversals, those meanings are, you know, it's start of a, it's the start of a process to learn, right? Coming from just picking up your first deck and or book and just being overwhelmed with everything. I mean, there's 78, and we're speaking specifically to tarot, there's 78 cards that's a lot of meaning that's a lot of information so we don't want to overwhelm you and we're going to share with you our okay how many years of experience do we have now gina oh my goodness let me see so, about 45 over here and, and, and i've been into divination tarot probably for 25 years and just or, or longer yeah. But where I started a, a, a serious journey as a reader probably is, is about 25 years. All right. So we're talking about 60 plus some odd years. And, and by the way, we don't have a script when we do this. We sit down because we're just having a conversation. And we're going to share with you what comes to us because this is a huge topic. We don't want to overwhelm you. But we're just going to touch upon some really helpful little uh, tidbits that you can chew on. Right. It comes from our experience and learning and then teaching of how to get to ultimately be the best that you can be when you take the deck into your hand. It's whether you're reading for yourself or you decide to uh, read for others, we'll sure you will find these information quite useful. Yeah. And for our featured card, what we thought would really represent this for you is in, it's not always the same name in every deck, but basically the eight of pentacles or coins or discs or worlds or, you know, again, stones or stones. <laughs> yeah. So many different ones. Well, yeah. first for me, looking at the eight of pentacles, I always think about perfection, perfecting something. Uh, it's a craft card. You know, you'll typically see a craftsman building something typically these may be just on the disc hanging on a 
tree or something. I look at when you have a mentor, it could represent mentorship. In some way, it's about learning to take your level of knowledge to the next level. So it's always about the becoming, which is in the eight, right? You're not totally complete, but you're nearing something and you've almost, you're almost there, but there's more to do. So it's a, it's, it could be a work in progress, right? Where you want to continue to educate yourself, but you are, you know, in, in, in a mode where that's important to take it to whatever level. Mastering your craft. And uh, some of you may know that I really love working with the Voyager Tarot deck from James Wanless. And in his, of course, uh, it's called Planets instead of Pentacles. And what he really emphasizes in his deck with the eight is these seasons, if you want to think of it as the four main seasons and then the four cross-quarter days. But the idea that we are seasoning ourselves, we're going through our novice stage, and then we go into our intermediate stage, and then we go into our advanced stage, and then we go into our professional stage. And yet we can repeat that whole cycle on a whole nother level as we also learn and approach different aspects of our work, whether it be the reading or the getting to know the cards or counseling skills or interaction skills with people. You know, there's many, many levels that, again, you may be very professional in one area, but you're a novice in another. And so right. there's something about the eight and we continue to perfect, not because we're interested in perfection, but we're interested in the improvement of ourselves and also supporting that in others. The most important thing I find to uh, think about for the eight of pentacles, it's about the what's in it for me. And in that there is a reward of some sort. So whether you gain a trophy right? Or you pat yourself on the back or you do it for whatever instant reason here, there is a what's in it for me. So there's a buy-in and at the end of that journey, you are you do earn something. So I've seen this card show up when people are going through training. They're in school, they get a scholarship or they win some sort of competition. So whether it's, you know, sometimes related to academics. So it is all about the what's in it for me and what you're going to gain and be rewarded at the end of that. So you could say, once you feel comfortable with mastering the meanings of the cards, you will feel, as we have, which is why we continue to do this, very rewarded. Absolutely. And I hope you find this program rewarding for you today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. And welcome back to Oracle Soup Podcast, where you get to benefit from, we just figured it out, it's about 60 some odd years of experience between myself and Ms. Gina over there. Over here. Over From the there. other side <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> Technology is so awesome because, you know, we can be close with even with the distance, right? We're, we're just a video chat or phone call or text away. And you are um, always in my heart, girlfriend. <laughs> you are in mine as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about getting people to uh, learn meanings. And, you know, even if you're old hat, 
at card meanings, what perhaps maybe this is something you haven't tried or or thought about or looking for a new approach as you I, I know I am. I always think, okay, so what what are people doing to uh, enhance what they know about the cards, right? Yes. Yes, I find that the most professional readers, at least from my point of view, are the people who don't just stop with that first book that they learned those definitions for those cards or that particular deck. You know, I totally believe in cross-cultural influences, and I don't just mean cultures in the world. I mean, what if you have a book that's about herbalism and tarot? You know, so you're learning more about herbalism as you also study tarot. So there's so many different perspectives and approach just for the books and understanding how each person's view is expanding the understanding of the meaning of that card. And when I'm teaching my beginning students, I say it's a little bit like you're wearing a tool belt. And so when you're approaching that reading with your client, you know, you have the thing that you're most familiar with. You can always fall back on that one. That's your default. But sometimes you might want to pull out a little astrology information or a little Kabbalistic here or a little alchemy there. And that would be a whole different point of view that might actually connect much more personally with your client. Tarot is a system that works well with a lot of other systems. So there are tons of correspondences and new ones being brought about every day. So you do have your astrology, your Kabbalah, you have people that have done decks of all sorts. And so each author and our artist has brought in what they understand in terms of what the cards are about. Granted, you start out with traditional meanings, right? There are um, little white books, we call them, that, that come with the deck initially. It's not very big, and it's going to have meanings that are just really about the essence of the card. Now, I know for me in my beginning tarot journey, I had readings, but I never really took on the study of tarot. And many of you may have the same experience or are about to have this experience experience of pulling out that book, you know, flipping a few cards out, looking for an interpretation, looking for what does it mean, and you'll, you'll see something that is just, that, that doesn't seem relevant or has nothing to do with what I'm posing as a question. So you get to how do you make it fit? You will hear tons of um, wonderful teachers of Tarot that say, you know, you don't, there's, there's two factions, don't try to memorize anything. And then some are like embracing the little white book as being a basic and important. Um, one of my um, all time favorite ways to start with learning meanings is to just do keywords for each card. Just look at it and it, you're gonna, it's going to evoke something. It's going to evoke a thought, an emotion, right? Or something that really, uh, there's two things. You have to understand what the symbols are on the card, right? You're looking at just that. What is the, what's on the card, you know? So it may be just a big sword. So then you've got to think about, well, what is that big sword saying? So I always start out with, what, is, what, is, what was the intention? Look at the traditional meaning. But then go into building your own specific keywords, just keywords. It doesn't have to be long drawn out. And write, um, if you're working with, there's some fantastic tarot journals out there, or you can start one of your own, just, just, just do keywords. Don't overthink it. You can always go back 
That's right, Gina, because remember a couple of years ago in your tarot tips, I wrote out this whole idea of tarot journaling. And it takes you through this process where the distillation of relating to the card and learning about the card and seeing how it actually shows up in your day can contribute to you creating your own unique keywords. Of course, there's going to be plenty of books that have keywords, but what we're talking about here today is how do you take it to the next level beyond being a novice? How do you have a more personal relationship with that card to where the keyword is much more natural and a beautiful flow for you? And then, of course, what we'll talk about a little bit later is then how the reading itself and the spread might also contribute to a particular version or perspective on that meaning. My mentor said to me, so many years ago when I started my journey is to, because I always thought, how could she just come up with this storyline that matches what's happening in my life? And she said, you know, you don't just work with a card one time. You leave it out and go back to it and look at it. So when we think about mastering something, it takes 21 days, they say, to change a habit or 28 days to change a habit. So that integration is a process. You don't want to rush it. And so in the beginning, you want to, you may feel like this urgency to just really always be with working with the car, working with your deck. I know I have a client who purchased uh, my deck, Tarot of the Moors, and she was just like, it spoke to me. It spoke to me. She didn't understand what was going on. She said it was speaking to me. So you do have, as Katrina mentioned, you have an, other things that are working in sync with just the given meaning. You may have your own gift, right? You have a spread uh, that you're working with. You have maybe other correspondences, but it's an instinctive way to approach it and listening to yourself, right? Listening to what comes up. And you know, that is so key. And I know we've talked about this in other Oracle Suite podcasts is that listening part. It's like, and actually, we, we, yeah, we talked about it recently even. How do you listen? Because it's the listening that's going to let you know either which version of the interpretation is most best suited for that particular reading or that particular layout. But it's even beyond that. Because sometimes you get information that's actually beyond anything you ever thought that card needs. <laughs> right? Oh, that is so true. I cannot tell you how I have, uh, just a quick example, um, the four of wands. And if anybody, if you haven't seen the four of wands, it's typically a celebration. It looks like, you know, someone's getting married and you, you know, you, you'll have uh, the, the garland draped and you'll see the two people on the, especially on the right away. But, you know, typically people relate that to um, getting married or family celebration or a, a festive occasion. Well, I, I had had a, uh, instance where I pulled a card uh, for a friend and I told her I said you're gonna have issues with your neighbors right and there's something going on to the point where the police are gonna get involved and she's looking at the card because she's familiar she's like how do you get that out of that like that has nothing to do with the yep. meaning that is understood and I said eh, you know so she returns home and it was a whole incident starting with a shingle from a roof that fell off the neighbor's house and hit her car. <laughs> and so it, it progressed into this thing where there was some tension to where a police officer had to show up. 
that's the four of wands. I, I get it. I totally get it. And one really quick example from my life, I was teaching in Portland at the first ITS, International Tarot Society conference that they had there. And um, I was telling them the story about uh, this tower card and this reading I had done because the person was saying what well, doesn't usually mean destruction and scary things, which by the way, that was <clears throat> September the 9th. 2001 and so there's some validity to that particular interpretation but I actually told the story about a fireman who had come to me from a reading who's from New York City and who told me the proudest moment of his life is when he was called to the original Twin Towers for the first bomb scare that they had mm -hmm. and so from his unique point of view, and this is where the, you, when you take it to another level, you're really listening to your client too. It's not just what the card says, you know, but the client being a fireman, that's his wheelhouse, you know, that's where he flows. That's where he's all fired up and passionate when he's helping put out fires. You see, yes. For him, the tower was a positive card. So right. again, don't get stuck on these meanings and these interpretations of something being good or something being bad. And really tune in with your heart and your sensitivities to what the card is actually saying to your client. Right. And then you begin to master the meanings. You are not stuck in that rut and you will have to sort of let go. Um, edu you know, I approach things from very, very much an academic. I want to learn it. Give me, give me what it is and then I'll take it from there. And you're welcome to do your own research. You're welcome to explore. You know, I've written uh, about how you can get information about Cards have symbols. Look at that. You may have to look at it in mythology. You may have to look um, in your sacred texts to see what these meanings, these symbols have to offer. You, you can get off the Tarot Reservation and read up on those other books. It's like I have this one deck, which is Native American based deck. And yet the symbols themselves are the sand paintings of the, the Navajo people. And, and they have their own symbolism, their own meaning. And so if you study that other thing, like I mentioned the herbs before, or that other culture, it's going to really enrich your understanding of those symbols. That's so true, Gina. And I will say one last piece too here. Once you master the meanings, meaning that you understand what a card is saying, or what those 78 cards are about, you can pick up any deck and do an efficient reading. It That's will right. not matter be the tradition or where the person is coming from. You, after a while, and we can save this with all of our years between us, it won't matter what you're doing. You will have your favorite and go-tos, but you should be able to pick up any deck after a while and just go, ha, huh, here's a story. Here's what's going on, right? Ain't so that the truth? Yes, it that is. That is about being the master. And there you go, going from a novice to a master when you are understanding the meaning in the cards in that moment. Wow, thank you for listening to our podcast today. And Gina, boy, we could go for another hour easily. Oh, we, could, we, we always could go for hours on, you know, one day we may even have, as we're coming up to celebrate doing all these episodes, we may just do a special where it's a, a longer podcast for you guys. But we appreciate your time nonetheless. And we'll see you virtually. <laughs> <laughs> and the next episode.
spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.